something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I won't let my body outweigh. Outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong. I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and I outweigh? Happy Saturday, Outweigh fam. Amy here and. Hello, it's Lisa. Very excited to be here with all of you today and give you some news, some updates and some bittersweet feelings that I'm having. Yeah, bittersweet for sure. But before we get into to some of those updates and exciting things and and changes and it's just, I feel like for me, this is an, an episode two. We're going to talk about some outweigh type things because this podcast is about diet culture, disordered eating, eating disorders, different things, the gray area. That's where we started with it too. Back in early 2020 was the conception of outweigh. But something happened recently with Kim Kardashian, which we're going to touch on in a second. But what I wanted to say was, I am excited to kind of talk about you know, the evolution of, of people and evolving and, and knowing when the right time to do something for yourself is and still having people that are going to support you no matter what. So we're going to kind of dive into some stuff that's not really the outweigh feeling, but it'll still hopefully be encouraging to a lot of you listening. Now, Lisa and I are going to unpack Kim Kardashian's comment from earlier this week before the Met Gala. Obviously, there's been a lot of buzz around Kim's Kardashian to lose a significant amount of weight in a shorter period of time to fit into a dress on social media. 
I personally did not contribute to this conversation until today because I felt like, A, for me personally, it was in one ear, out the other. This is ridiculous. I'm not personally phased by Kim Kardashian. And most importantly, I felt like the more energy we put into other people, the more we continue this conversation. That being said, harmful behavior comments need to be called out because the Lisa that's speaking today is not the Lisa who Lisa's always been. I definitely would have been super susceptible to these types of comments in my past. In fact, I remember for prom, you know, uh, being as young as 17, 18 and loving this dress that I really wanted to quote unquote fit into and spending so much time and energy just to quote unquote fit into it. And at the end of the day, I didn't end up wearing that dress because it wasn't comfortable and I wanted to be comfortable. But obviously, you know, me who's unfazed today is very different than most people who are affected by celebrities, whether it's Kim or anybody else. So I'm curious for you, Amy, how did, how did that comment land with you as somebody who's going through recovery and, you know, just making her way out on the other end and also in the media has to fit into dresses, hit the red carpets and all that, that you have a lot of pressure for. Well, when all of this went down, I literally was filming a movie, which sounds weird to say because I'm not an actress, but I was a part of a Christmas movie that's coming out this holiday season where I'm playing myself because I am co-host of a radio show for iHeartRadio, The Bobby Bone Show, and there's a musical artist in the movie. So it made sense like to have a partnership with iHeart. So it's the only reason why I'm in it. But I feel as though like Amy two years ago, if I had heard that, I would have been like, oh yes, it would have validated what I would have been doing to get ready for this movie because I would have starved myself no matter what. I would have restricted, I guess is a better way to say it. And then coming off the movie, I would have definitely binged. And what I can say about this week is similar to you, Lisa, two years into recovery because Lisa taught me how to fork the noise. And that is what that was to me this week. I was like, oh, this is just Mm -hmm. noise and it's not even affecting me. But similar to you, Lisa, I wasn't always that person. So I am sensitive to the fact that somebody else heard that and it validated what they were doing. Sometimes all anybody's looking for is some form of affirmation that what they're doing is okay. And so I know that there's a lot of men and women that obviously heard what Kim Kardashian said, and it was almost their permission slip to keep doing what they're doing. And for me, I just, I just was super thankful to be in a place and I want me saying this to be a story of hope because I didn't know I would ever be on the other side of things. I felt like I was just, this was my life. I was doomed to this misery of this binge restrict cycle. And I went into the movie eating adequately. I filmed through the movie eating adequately and I came out of the filming eating adequately. And so that is my current state. Now, I don't have the platform that Kim Kardashian has by any means, but I also know what it's like to say irresponsible comments because I used to say things like that, whether it was on the Bobby Bone Show or my Four Things podcast before I got into recovery myself and I learned things from people like Lisa and I really gained the knowledge and the wisdom to know the triggering things to say, the harmful behaviors I was doing that I thought were innocent because quite honestly, most of society says, you know, X, Y, Z is okay. So that's why I think it's cool too that a lot of celebrities that also have big, big voices are speaking up against what Kim said. And they're saying that. So that way, 
hopefully some people that heard it as permission will be like, wait, whoa, 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 what's this person saying? And they can listen to both sides. And then ultimately it's up to you. You have to make the decision for your body. But my hope is that we can all get past having to starve or fast or juice in order to fit in a dress. There's two parts of this that obviously need to be tackled. Number one is Kim has a cult-like following. I'm not part of it, and I don't really understand that when it comes to any sort of celebrity. But nonetheless, she has a loyal, loyal fan base whose ages really span probably into the 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And I think it's really important that all the information that they absorb, you know, gets flagged because hearing somebody say that, not being 20, 30, or 40 years old, but really being in your teens almost makes it sound like it's a normal thing to do. If there's this dress and you want to fit into it, you can spend all of your energy putting it forth into that. And I think that that is why ultimately... I'm glad that people have gotten loud on social media and are calling her out and showing her that she does have responsibility. For me, it sounded like this is so out of control. Are we living in 1980s, the Snackwell world? Like Kim Kardashian knows better. That's the thing. And I sat with it today. I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was kind of like, I just want Kim Kardashian to get a little bit of a sting from this. Like I want her to feel the cruelty that she's putting out into the world. And I thought about it for a second. And I realized something that has really softened both my feelings around the whole thing and also my feelings for Kim, which is, Amy, when you looked at Kim, like, would you have known that she lost X amount of weight? No, I didn't really think about it. She always looks, you know, perfectly tailored in whatever she's wearing, right? So my feeling is the reason she said that, because we all know that Kim likes to be in the limelight for an extended period of time, would be that she wasn't getting the validation maybe that she wanted for the behaviors that she did. So maybe nobody was saying, Kim, you know, you look so skinny in that dress. Obviously the dress was about Marilyn Monroe, right? But she brought it back to herself by talking about what she had to do. So in that way, I felt like Kim is, of course, suffering too. like all of us listening to this podcast, either are suffering right now or have in the past. And so much of her life is about her body. Right. And here we are again talking about it more and more that I'm almost like, where's the line where we stop feeding into it because we're continuing it by giving it all that energy. Does that make any sense? No, you're right. Like I haven't given it any energy on my personal Instagram and you and I, this is where we're unpacking it. And I think the reason why we wanted to discuss it was for me was to, again, share that I've been there. I've said damaging things and I didn't realize it. That's where I don't know fully. I think I I know what you're saying where Kim knows she has a platform and she knows what she's saying, but I don't think she, when you're living in it and that's just kind of how you live your life and restricting is part of it and restricting people around you are all restricting. You don't realize the ripple effect that it has on someone that literally might be starving themselves and then giving that validation. Like to me, I wasn't, I wasn't woken up to it. I remember listeners sending me emails about a cleanse I was talking about one time that I was doing for five days or something crazy. Oh, I and I also did this other thing where I didn't eat food for four days. I, it was nothing. I mean, not, water and something else. I don't know. It was, I thought I was doing it for my health. But anywho, 
I was proud of it and talking about it nonchalantly without taking into consideration what I was spreading. And I didn't have the wisdom though. Nobody had told me. And so I remember getting an email from a listener that saying, telling me they could no longer listen to my podcast because I triggered them. And I remember getting defensive and thinking, but no, this is healthy. And I'm just trying to share information with you. And this is what I'm doing for my body. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And now if I were to get that email today, I'm just in such a better place that I would reply back and thank them for calling me out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I think you bring up a good point about the media celebrity industry, which you are a part of. Like, there's kind of like a step back in evolution there where a lot of the online world and people who are immersed in day-to-day are a little bit more woke, if you will, to diet culture, to the toxicity of those statements that, you know, when I watch a reality TV show, which is not often, but don't get me wrong, I really do love like Selling Sunsets. I'm reminded about how far the world needs to come, but also like the celebrity space when we are fitting into dresses all the time and there's all the spotlight. But I do think a good way of how that changes is by how much us, the public, chooses to consume and interact with that content. If we stop buying into all these headlines about somebody's body, the media won't report it anymore because we're not eating it up, right? So I think we're... Obviously, Kim has tremendous amount of responsibility here, too. I hope that we all also have some responsibility as to what we give our energy to and what we continue on a more like global macro level to feed into. And the reason I also wanted to bring it up here on this specific podcast is because of a really great article that I want to share in the show notes that was written by Ruthie Friedlander. She's an ex-editor at Elle, but she came back to write this article called We Shouldn't Glorify Kim Kardashian's Met Gala Crash Diet. Ruthie Friedlander also has an organization called The Chain because she's in the fashion industry. And obviously the fashion industry also is very susceptible and kind of breeds eating disorder behavior. And having had one herself, she kind of spoke about what Kim saying this did to her eating disorder brain. And I just want to read this for all of you who might feel really seen by it. Listen, I love the Kardashians. I find them as a family unit funny and interesting. I also love a theme party, and I've always appreciated the Met Gala attendees who really go for it. Give some examples of people that have done it in the past. I pause for a moment. Was this incredible performance art? Was Kardashian showing dedication by supposedly losing weight to fit into a dress and therefore into a character? Was this the ultimate costume party commitment? And in turn, as I plan for my friend's theme party in LA at the end of the month, can I also do something drastic to be more quote unquote committed? I know what you're thinking. That's a big stretch. But let me tell you how eating disorder brains work. Eating disorder brains love to be tested. Most people with eating disorders are competitive competitive, high-achieving individuals. They're typically the kid in class that does the extra credit assignment every single time. And she gives other examples about all the different ways that she's been competitive. And she brings up the fact that Kim Kardashian saying that very quickly challenged her own brain to say, oh, can I do that too to fit in to address that's a theme party to show dedication. And that's the slippery slope for eating disorder brains, disordered eating brains is we very easily rationalize data dangerous behavior because it feels like it brings us back to that safe place where we used to quote unquote thrive. I want to link this article below because I think it's a really well-written one, non-triggering one, and has a lot of valuable information. The most important one being that there's absolutely nothing normal, healthy, or cool about losing weight to fit into a dress. And those are Ruthie's words. Well, and I think too, we're, we're talking celebrities here, but even let's just like size it down and put you in your own family group, your own friend group, like what sometimes are some things you just kind of said 
flippantly without really thinking them through that then have an effect on a, a friend, a daughter, a son, a spouse, or whatever. Like this is just something to also allow us to all think of what's coming out of our mouths in our little world. Because nobody is, I mean, Kim, Kim Kardashian is one of the most famous people in the world. So as we're talking about this, you're like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. That's this is not really relatable. She shouldn't have said it. But it's a challenge too for how are we, how are we speaking to ourselves? And then how are we speaking around others too? And how are we affected by the way others speak around us that are in our close proximity? And what does that affect on our own brains? Yeah. And that makes me want to ask you, Lisa, just as the founder of Fork the Noise and the tools that I learned from you, because I'm able to shut that stuff out now, but that wasn't always the case. And that was a journey too. I learned step by step and it took building those new neuro pathways and just my brain over and over and over again. So it doesn't happen overnight, but let's say, you know, another article comes out that's clickbait with this headline or another celebrity, or someone has something in their friend circle or at home or something is said, what can we do to shut it down? The most important thing when it comes to noise is knowing that we can't get rid of it all. We can't create this picture perfect world bubble that we live in where we are all safe. What we need to do is equip ourselves with tools to identify the noise. So moments when you are bleeding out more energy than you were putting back into yourself, or you notice yourself really uh, changing your behaviors that no longer fit in with who you're trying to become. So I urge all of you to know that we can't live in a perfect world. Celebrities are gonna do things. Parents, friends are going to say things. But the more attuned we become to noticing the noise, the better we become at pivoting away and doing exactly what you said, Amy, which is creating a new neural pathway, which is, okay, I noticed how that made me feel. I feel triggered. I'm thinking about maybe changing my diet, doing something restrictive or in line with disordered eating or disordered living. And instead, I'm going to do this, right? And you do that enough times. The first time, by the way, is the hardest time. The second time, you're like patting yourself on the back. The third time, fourth, fifth time, it almost becomes effortless and sometimes is effortless. Like for me hearing that comment about from Kim Kardashian, like it was in one ear out the other. This is so ridiculous. It doesn't serve me. I'm not going to waste a second on it is where I personally was with that. And I know that that's not where everybody is obviously, but I do believe that everybody can get there. That makes me think of the Chinese proverb, which is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And you know, when Lisa said, you know, the first time you you do this, that's going to be the hardest time and then it's going to be easier. And for me, I spent many years being like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll start tomorrow. Oh, I'll start there tomorrow because it was terrifying and it was hard. But think of that Chinese proverb and imagine yourself like having just the best time to start is now. Yeah, it would have been great to do it yesterday, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Okay, but you didn't do it now. And then 10 years from now, you're gonna be like, wow, I did it. So I mean, that's where you focus is where your energy is going to flow. So if you notice yourself giving more energy to the headlines or reading certain things or thinking about certain things, that's where your energy is going to go. So we play a pivotal role in shifting away. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, when you were talking a second ago, Lisa, you talked about pivoting. And, you know, I, I physically, when you said it, pictured myself just turning away. And that that's kind of what you have to do when you hear the noise. You just have to pivot and keep pivoting and practice and doing it over and over. And speaking of pivoting, I'm going to pivot this conversation to talk about Lisa and where she is in her life and, you know, that evolving we were talking about and some changes that are going to be taking place. So Lisa, I'm going to hand the mic to you and I want you to share with people what's going on in your life. Amazing use of pivot, pivot. (laughs) I had to just use that opportunity. Shout out friends. So on a more bittersweet note, Amy and I have co-hosted Outweigh together for the past two years. I remember the first call 
or that Amy and I had when we came up with the idea about how to serve a community in need. And it has been such an honor to serve this community every Saturday for the past year and a half and a little bit before that when Outway lived on Four Things Podcast. But my life has gotten a little bit more complicated since having a baby. And I have decided to take a step down from co-hosting with Amy so that this platform can grow and be the best that it can be. Because just to be honest with you all, having a baby has definitely caused me to struggle to manage my time appropriately. And I truly want to only do things that I can give my all to. And I, I think Amy knows, you know, for a while I've been, I'm so passionate about this community, about all of you, about the work that we do, that it has been a really hard decision to make. But I ultimately know that it's going to be best for all of you, for me to take a step back for the foreseeable future and let Amy really lead you all every Saturday from here on out. Well, and this podcast would have never happened or even the four-part series where just that's all it was going to be, a four-part series on four things. I remember calling Lisa. I was my, my dad was in the hospital. I think it was like winter, like before Christmas 2019. And I'm like, I have an idea. <laughs> and it never would have come to fruition or happened without Lisa. So she's, you know, just a crucial, crucial piece to the Outweigh puzzle. And I was so honored that she joined me on this journey. And I'm so thankful that she was able to come to me and, you know, share with me what was on her heart and mind and her, you know, where, where she was headed. And I want to see my friends flourish. And I know a minute ago, Lisa, you said this is going to be the best decision for our listeners or the best, you know, you wanted it to be the best thing for them. But I'm looking at you saying that, and I know that you're so thoughtful and thinking of them, but I know it's the best decision for you. And I'm excited to see you thrive in things you're passionate about. I know you're still passionate about Outweigh, of course, you always will be, but you have the truthiest life where you want to give your all. You have your fork the noise community. You have your husband, Evan, you have your daughter, (laughs) like you have all these things, your family, you're very, you, I, I just respect you immensely. And I'm excited to see where Outway goes. You'll still come on as a guest from time to time. And we're going to have other experts on because I do not put myself into that category at all whatsoever. I'm just someone that has lived through it, lived through an eating disorder, disordered behaviors, and am now in recovery. So I definitely want to keep Outway going as that weekly piece of encouragement for people. But again, Lisa, it would have never happened without you. I have loved being part of this. And I just want to let all of our listeners know that I'm not abandoning you and I'm still here for you. My email, my social media platforms will continue to be places to feel supported and heard and learn. However, I am being called a little bit to talk about food, nutrition, bodies in a slightly different way. And in full transparency, I actually don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I know that I need a little bit of time and space in order to get the clarity to figure it out so that I can serve from my truest place of right now. So I'm still going to be in this space. I am definitely still mission oriented into teaching others how to fork the noise, how to live from within their bodies. But I need a little time now to kind of reconfigure how to best do that day in and day out. So Lisa's Instagram, her personal one is at Lisa Haim, H-A-Y-I-M. But then her podcast, The Truthiest Life, 
also has an Instagram, which the handle is just that, The Truthiest Life. And you recently posted a quote from yourself that said, (laughs) we can be successful in so many different ways, but if we're not aligned with what feels good, how successful are we really? And I know that you, you know Outweigh feels good and it's an amazing thing you're putting out in the world, but it no longer was serving you where you are right now as a co-host. And so again, I, I told you, we've had multiple calls about this and every single call, I'm like, Lisa, I just want to come alongside and help you be the best version of you that you need to be right now. And if you call me in a year and you're like, what up? I want to come back. I'm going to be like, hello, <laughs> welcome arms. If you tell me, hey, I can't ever be a guest co-host again, too much going on. I'm like, that's okay. Like, I just want to see you shine. And I know that's exactly what you're going to do. And I'm just so thankful for you on so many levels. I've said it a million times, but Lisa was a huge piece to my recovery puzzle. And yeah, it's it's bittersweet for sure. Like we had to, you know, sign some contract stuff the other day and it was just like, oh shoot, mm. this is real. But I even think of the different emails and listeners that we've met, you know, in the DMs or out and about in public or notes people have shared with how Outweigh has impacted them. And I'm like, Lisa, that's cool. We were a part of that. And that's special. It's amazing. And like I said, this has been the hardest decision to make because I kid you not, the people that found me through either you, Amy, or through this podcast are family to me. You are the kindest, best people in the entire world. And I hope that uh, I can continue to be part of your world even as I take a step back. In taking a step back here, I just wanted to leave off with some valuable quick tips or reminders that you possibly may need as summer season picks up, life picks up, and just some reminders that we kind of just need to hear. So I'm just going to list them off really quick. Number one is spend more time focusing on yourself than you do on other people. Kind of similar to that Kim Kardashian conversation where you focus is where your energy is going to flow and you are in control of your energy every step of the way. Number two, notice when you're justifying eating disorder behavior or thoughts and call yourself out. Nobody's going to keep you accountable if you're not going to keep yourself accountable. Number three, find a safe buddy or person who doesn't have food-related issues in the past to confide in and kind of speak out loud these disordered thoughts as you have them. Number four, know that you are allowed to enjoy food. If something tastes good, doesn't mean that it's bad for you. Doesn't mean that it's going to change your body. We don't need to associate those two things forever. Food can and should be enjoyable. Number five, your body doesn't have a clock. Please remember this one when you're hungry at 10 a.m., 6 a.m., 1 p.m., whatever time you've decided is not the time that your body should be hungry. Number six, Negative or negative framed thoughts are always going to come up, right? We might say things about our body or they might be in passing. I want to offer you the wisdom to not attach to them or think of them even as a setback. These things are going to happen and instead we can use them as an opportunity to approach them differently. So continue the conversation with yourself when you notice yourself saying something about your body or um, when you notice fears coming up. Number seven, imagine how powerful or successful you could be if you gave all that energy that you give to food in your body to something else. So think about something else that you want in your life, giving all those countless hours that you've given away towards that thing that you want. Imagine where you could be today because you could be there tomorrow. I'll just tack on like a couple of things before we wrap. And, you know, we started off talking about the Kim Kardashian thing and her making herself smaller for, for this event. And that's just how I spent 
so much of my time, like making myself small and it, not just my body, but my everything, my being, my soul, my spirit, my brain, because it was just all consumed. And, you know, there's just so much life to be lived. So just remember that. And then I feel like, you know, just to recap a few takeaways from today is, you know, fork the noise, fork the noise of whatever you're hearing, whether it's a celebrity headline or it's something in your friend circle or in your own home. You just have to start today, stick a fork in it, no more. And then also find your people that are going to help, you know, validate you and what you want to do with your life and who you are and who's supportive. And I know sometimes it's hard to make really tough decisions that change for yourself, but maybe you have uh, partnerships or things going on with other people. But if you have decided that this is what's best for you, then come up with the thoughtful plan to deliver it and know that everything will work out and it will be okay. But you've got to do what ultimately is best for you, not for anybody else. And so I'm thankful that Lisa was able to come on Outway and share her experience with where she's moving forward in her life right now. And I can't wait to keep following along as a friend, but also, you know, as a as a business supporter and just with the truthiest life and and everything that you put out there. And I I look forward to my my Sunday newsletter from Lisa lately every week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you so much to every single listener who's been part of this. Thank you for allowing us to be little voices in your ear during your hard times. It's been such an honor and this will not be the last that you hear from me. And I'm so excited to hear the places that Amy's going to take outweigh and all of you. Hey. Okay. All right. Love you, Lisa. Love you all. Okay. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.